in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka, John Reed. Bo Warmbold. Each week, they feature one movie that reminds us why we fell in love with these films in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 85. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Well, I'm going to start off with, uh, I have one of your illustrious co-hosts here today. Um, I have with me the incomparable, the unchangeable, the... I, I don't even know. Do you have more adjectives? That's plenty. Okay. All right. The ubiquitous Bo Warmbold. Mm, good one. There we go. I like the word ubiquitous. Um, I don't know why. I, I figured if I ever had a heavy metal band, I would name it something like the ubiquitous something. Ubiquitous thrashers. Yeah, there we go. That works. Um, all right. So today we've got Bo, and we're going to talk. We're going to get to know Bo a little bit better. I know Bo, but you may not know Bo. So we're going to get to know Bo a little bit better and, and find out what kind of movies he enjoys so we can understand, you know, reasons why he may, you know, reference Karate Kid when we're talking about Rocky or, uh, you know, things like that. Things that I won't let go. I'm never going to live that down. No, you're not. You're not. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, Bo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, Grew up in this in the North Shore area my whole life. I'm uh, married to a wonderful woman, Donna, who was on our Breakfast Club and 16 Candles podcast as our yes. special guest. Um, I work in IT at Vernon Hills High School. And uh, so, obviously, I, I lean towards the nerd side of the spectrum, but I think that probably could be said of most of us on this podcast, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It covers everybody. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's uh, that's basically it. Okay, we may actually out nerd the nerdist. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know about I don't, that. I don't know if we can do that or not, but <laughs> we're pretty nerdy. We are. We are. Have I told you that that is uh, that is one of John Ezra's favorite songs since I introduced him to Weird Al is uh, White and Nerdy. Well, I mean that is a classic. Yeah. That's yeah. Sharon is so grateful I introduced him to that. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a long car ride to Missouri. All right. Well, we won't talk too much longer about that. Um, all right. Well, Bo, what are some of your favorite kind of movies? What do you tend to lean towards? If you're going to, if you're going to rent something, not that anybody rents anything anymore, uh, but if you're going to look for something on Netflix, if you're going to download something, if you're going to go to the theater, what kind of movies do you lean towards? I, I hate to be a stereotype, but I'm going to anyway. Um, I like good old fashioned action movies. I like you know, James Bond Jason Bourne, I know they're not real, and that's the best part about them. You know, they're a little bit intrigue is nice, spy stuff I like. I mean, obviously, we talked about being a little nerdy, so science fiction and fantasy um, are high on my list, definitely. But good old fashioned action movie, I could sit and watch the Die Hard trilogy right now, and I'd be a happy camper. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. Nice. Not so much the newer ones. But okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think I don't think I've seen the newer ones. I actually, when I was at um, 
when I was at the ICE conference last year, for those listening who have no idea what I'm talking about, there is a conference for um, educators interested in technology every year in Illinois. It's a pretty big one. Um, probably one of the bigger state conferences in the country, I would imagine. Um, it has to be, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it was cold. It was snowy. I was actually staying there for the entire week in a hotel. Um, and there was nothing good on at the movie theater. I was actually going to go see a movie one of the nights. And I think the only thing on was The Kingsman. And I don't think I was too interested in going to see it. I heard it was decent, but... I would still like to see that. I keep looking for it on cable. I got to look harder. Okay. So what I ended up doing was I, I was at Target one night. And I happened to find for something like $8, they had the first four Die Hard movies. And I think that night I watched through the first three of them. Um, and I still have not seen the fourth one yet. So I've, I haven't seen any Die Hard movies past um, Live Free or Die Hard. Four or no, no, five. I didn't even see Live Free or Die Hard. It was uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, four and five are harder to get through. Okay. But the action is still there and it's still solid. It's just a little harder to get through. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give it a try. Bringing his kids, his grown adults, it just doesn't work. You know, you're you're reaching at that point is what it comes down to. All right. So actually, oh, actually, let me back up a little bit because you weren't able to make it to our Spectre podcast. Did you watch Spectre? I have seen it now. Yes. How'd you feel about it? You know, I forget how much I like Daniel Craig as Bond, but it's such a different James Bond with him in it that sometimes it takes me a good 15, 20 minutes to get into the headspace to enjoy the movie. Okay. Because it's a dark, it's not a classic shoot 'em up action movie. It's a little darker. It's got a little more meat to it. For whatever reason, when they brought him on, they, you know, the Pierce Brosnan stuff did not have no. the depth that the Daniel Craig stuff has had. So if he's really done, I'm going to miss him. I think some of the stuff they were doing with M and the, and the merging of intelligence services, I thought it was a good way to, make it relevant to our time because this was this is what is happening in, in the real world, if you yeah. want to call that real. Um, but the movie overall was good. It had all the classic James Bond stuff. It had the girl. It had the weird snowy resort office place. You know, it had the... It had uh, everything. It really did. It, had the, it even had a freaking gondola car on some cables. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all classic James Bond. I think we said did we said there was maybe except for maybe a space shuttle. I think they fit in every other yeah. vehicle that had ever been in a James Bond. I don't know. Was there a snowmobile? I don't remember. Don't there was the snowy part, but then that was with the plane and the right. Know. Yeah, no snowmobile and no and no space shuttle. But that's probably okay. Okay. That was that was kind of one of our complaints. Was I don't know if you ended up listening to that the show that we did on it, but that was kind of one of our complaints was maybe trying to cram in too much of the classic Bond stuff and and Dennis's big complaint and mine to a certain degree was the kind of the love story of it that we thought she was kind of a weak Bond girl and. That it just didn't, you know, when you've got, when you have a movie like Casino Royale and you had that really good relationship between Bond and Vesper Lind and, and all that, that was a pretty strong mm-hmm. relationship. And then we just, you know, for this one, it was just kind of a, oh. Yeah, but I think mm-hmm. because they brought up some of his former love interests, I don't think this one could be such a strong interest. Yeah. I think they were trying to play on how strong those other ones were. So if she was really strong, I don't know if that would have worked. Okay. But I see that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. know if we, we didn't, we didn't classic, like her as much. From a classic Bond formula, she wasn't very strong. 
Yeah. I wonder if they made a decision because of the other. Hmm, that's interesting. I didn't thought about it that way. Yeah, we just we thought it was well, kind of weird. You if, guys, you think about that stuff. I just watched. Well, it. Uh, we we were just thinking, you know, if at the end of this movie, if this is the one he gets to, you know, walk off into the sunset with, then. De- Dennis in particular and myself a little bit were saying, well, I kind of wish he would have been able to walk off into the sunset with Vesper because that was kind of the stronger the stronger relationship between the two. Right. But, yeah. Alright, so you're an action movie guy. So what are your uh, what are your top five? Now, our, our podcast right now is, is mostly about the 80s and, you know, in, in five years or so, we'll get into the 90s, but um, if we're still doing this or, you know, still like each other and we're still alive. Um, the We're still in the 80s. So what are your top five movies of the 1980s? Well, you're going to laugh because as much as I'm an action movie guy, there's uh, there's a couple good comedies on here. Okay. What I consider comedies. I cheated a little with one and I chose Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back and Jedi were both in the 80s. Star Wars wasn't, but... I'm just going to go with the umbrella franchise. That's fine. Back to the future. Okay. Ferris Bueller's day off. Mm. The original Michael Keaton, Batman. Nice. And die hard. Okay. So a couple comedies mixed in with my, my traditional action and science fiction, but that was a fun one. Because a lot of, because being born when we were, we really weren't watching movies that came out brand new until late in the eighties. So a lot of these movies were movies we saw on VHS sitting at home. So it's, it's a different relationship to some of these movies. Like I saw Die Hard two before I saw Die Hard one. Okay. But Die Hard one's a really good movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So some of those jokes in Die Hard two make a little bit more sense. Don't they? (laughs) That was, did I tell you about guy twice? I know. It when did it happen to him before? Right. Um, did I tell you about going to take John to see uh, Back to the Future 2 in the theater? I don't think so. On the actual uh, day, what was it, October 21st? 26th, 26th yeah. Um, on the actual day, I took him to the theater at the mall here in Vernon Hills, and uh, we went to go see Back to the Future 2. They were doing a marathon where you could see all three of them, but, right, but um, you know, we have jobs and he had football practice. So as soon as football practice was done, I didn't tell where we were going. I just said, get in the car. Um, and I gave little hints along the way, you know, he kept asking, where are we going? Where are we going? Um, and I said, well, it's where we're going. We don't need roads. And then we got there and he freaked out. I think he almost wet his pants because he was so excited. So we're sitting there watching the movie and he's having a great time and he, he loves the whole thing. We get done and the guy sitting to the right of me, John was on my left. The guy sitting to the right of me was sitting next to a girlfriend or a friend or, or somebody, whatever it was. I don't know the relationship, but he turns to her and he goes, I was about to ask John, what'd you think? Because I know what he thinks. He loved it. But he turns to his friend and he goes, so what'd you think? And she goes, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was okay. And I'm just sitting there going, mm, it was okay. Sacrilegious. And so, then, well, then he, well, and so he starts going, just okay. And she's like, well, you know, this and this. And I, I, I was wondering. And I, and she kept like like gasping during the movie. Like she was genuinely surprised when things were happening. So I thought, oh, she's seeing this for the first time. That's awesome. Right. I mean, first of all, you know, what she done her entire life. But well, second of all, that's that's great. She's that's seeing this for the first time. And, you know, good on you for being the, the good boyfriend or friend or whatever you are right. to, to come see this in the theater. 
But then she says something that made me want to turn and hit the guy. She goes, well, it probably would have made more sense if I had seen the first one. I, thank you. That was my reaction. Party foul. <laughs> mm-hmm. I almost wanted to turn to the guy and be like, you know what? I, I don't know what the relationship here is. You don't take somebody to see Back to the Future 2 before they've seen Back to the Future 1. It's not like this day snuck up on you. Right. At some point in the last 30 years, you could have said, hey, you know, you, you want to see Back to the Future 1? We're going to go see it in the theater in, in you know, 2015. <laughs> if you just met this girl yesterday, then fine. Maybe I get that. But I'm sorry. If you met her yesterday, then you rent the video, you watch it, and then you come see Back to the Future. You don't, you don't do those things out of no order. No accounting for taste, John. No. No. So I almost apologize to her on his behalf for being a horrible human being. <laughs> so what about top five movies of all time? Not, so this not, is, con, not confining it to the 80s, but top five movies of all time. list. It took me a little while to pare this one down. Okay. But I love, love, love The Hunt for Red October. Nice. John Connery as a Scotsman trying to Russian for some reason just does it for me. Ash Star Connor. Wars again has to be up there. Um, the Wizard of Oz, Forrest Gump, and Pulp Fiction. Nice. That was a tough list to come up with. I had a lot more on that list. Yeah. Um, I had a lot more on that list, but five is five. Yeah. So you, you know, you, right. I've got some sci-fi in there. There's a couple. There's an action movie, and then there's some. I, I wanted Pulp Fiction in there because it's another facet of the type of movies I like. I really like mm-hmm. stuff with twists in it and stuff. It's fun. So are you an M. Night Shyamalan fan? You like the I twist, like so. Sixth Sense. Okay. But the Mel Gibson one didn't do it for me. Um, oh, Signs? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, I liked, um, of his movies, I liked Sixth Sense and I liked um, Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. I I, I, I for some reason, a lot of people, I don't think that did well in the theater, and I don't know that a lot of people like that I one, but I, I really like that one. I caught it. I caught it on cable. Donna was out of town or something silly, and I was kicking okay. around. I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of cool. It was kind of a, um, I don't know, it was more of like a realistic, if superheroes were realistic, it was like heroes before there was the Heroes TV show. Right. Not like that. And now we have... Heroes Reborn or whatever. Yeah, I still haven't watched it yet. Is that any good? I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. All right. I don't even want well, to go there. I probably should give it a shot, but I can't break I can't make myself do it. Okay. Well, well we can talk about that on the thirty something TV show podcast. There you go. Um our first podcast will be on Cheers. And then we'll work our way up to today. Yes. Um there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix and on other TV right now. I just oh. I don't have time for uh, Heroes Reborn is way down on the list. How about it? We're we're watching Flash right now, and th- that's excellent. You know, I still haven't done that either. I want to watch that. And what's the Daredevil on Netflix? I want to watch Ooh, that. Daredevil was good. And then what's the new Marvel one on Netflix that looks good? Uh, uh, Jessica Jones. That's the one. Yep. I was about to say Nora just... Jones. I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a little more right. It's it's a little less bluesy and jazzy than Nora Jones. It's yeah. it's a little more um, gritty and deathy. Yeah, that's yeah. what it seemed like. Yeah, less Nora Jones and, and a little more of that. My my last thing that I asked uh, of myself and, and of Pat, uh, and that I will ask of the others is: 
is there a movie that you could recommend and you could do more than one, but is there a movie that you could recommend that you feel is underrated or fairly unknown that you think people should go check out? I had a horrible time with this category because underrated for me is, is, is complicated because I like a lot of movies that I won't say they all fall into the cult classic category, but you know what it's like. There are movies that we love that the general public hasn't heard. So I'm trying to think of our podcast audience and what would be an underrated movie that they haven't heard of. Assuming that our audience as small as it is, is similar to us. Right. I had a list of about seven, but I'm going to cherry pick as I go down here. Our audience is similar to us, but two of them are in Russia, two are in Japan, two are in Ireland, and they're all over the place. So I'll, I'll start with the top two. But yes, they're, they're all international nerds. Right. I'll start with the top two, and then I'll throw in some other names just for fun. But okay. I was having a real hard time deciding between Gattaca hmm. and Dark City. Ooh, those are good. And they both just, they both try to, they both take a social consciousness and, and, a, and a message and package it in some cool and and fun science fiction or speculative fiction in the case of Dark City. I don't know that that's necessarily science. Um, but they're just very, you know, and, and they're very different. Whereas Dark City is very dark and gritty. Gattaca is a little on the lighter side. Uh, in its look, not so much in its message, but right. Um, just great movies that I don't think a lot of people have seen. Dark City, I know for sure, a lot of people haven't seen. I love that. Yeah, I have to watch. Well, it. and and that was funny because that was one that because um, I really liked The Matrix mm. when that first came out, before the other ones were made, and the first one came out, and the first one was, you know, its own standalone thing. I really, really liked that. And I think the first time I heard about Dark City was when I was, I think I was at U of I at Illinois, and they were doing their um, Roger Ebert Film Festival. They would do their annual Roger Ebert Film Festival. And I feel like one of my first years down there as an undergrad, that was one of the movies that was being featured as part of the film festival. I did not get a chance to go see it at the film festival. I think I had a class or, or something I had to go to that night. Um, yeah, I know. I, so I probably couldn't afford it. That was probably more of the, um, but I think it was being shown there. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll also in a minute talk about how I was supposed to be. I think I was originally supposed to be the person that was going to escort Bill Paxson around campus for his different meetings. And then, um, oh, I forget what it was now. I, something happened so that it ended up getting rearranged and they didn't need me to help. And I'm like, come on. That, hmm, not cool. No. But back to Dark City. That, I think, was the first time I had heard of Dark City. And I read a little, a little paragraph on it. And I'm like, this, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's Let's great. go find it. So I went to the little video store. They had this little video store uh, in Champaign, and I think it's still there. It was called That's Rent Entertainment. You're getting free advertising, That's Rent Entertainment, so you're welcome. Um, but thank you for having very cheap videos that I can watch. And they had a ridiculously huge foreign film and indie film section. And, I mean, that was a place if you wanted to go find – Forget Blockbuster. Forget all those other places. If you want to go find something that nobody else was going to know of or something that, you know, the in-the-know people would know and, and you weren't going to find this at a 
mainstream type store. This is the place that you went to. And I want to say like on certain days, it was like pay $2 and you get to rent five movies. Nice. All right, done and done. Thank you. Um, and so I, I remember watching a whole bunch of foreign films and I think that's the first place that I picked up uh, dark city and got a chance to watch it and just, and thought it was great. And then subsequently, I think I like, I think of that as a better quality movie. I think I might think of that as a better quality movie anyway, but especially now that the matrix has become a trilogy, right? Dark city is a much better movie. And other ones that made my list just kind of a smattering from other genres, even the game. With Michael Douglas. Game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Go. Oh, I don't think I've seen Go. Oh, it's fun. It's what kind of creepy one? and twisted and weird. Oh. Okay, who's in it? Oh, gosh. Now you're asking. It, it, at the time, they were mostly no-name. In fact, I might still be. You'll recognize a couple of the names, but I'm going to make sure I get it right. So I'm going to okay. real quick. But This is uh, a segment on the show where we Google things for you. Exactly. Um, but it was great. Uh, Jay Moore is in it. Um, Katie Holmes is in it. Sarah hmm. Polly, Suzanne Kroll. Okay. Uh, Jay Moore. Timothy Oliphant. I forgot. Wow. Yeah, I forgot that was him. Okay. Huh. William Fitchner. I don't um, think I've heard of this one. There is Tony Denman is called Tracksuit Guy. Tracksuit Guy. Okay. It, it It's about it's told from three different perspectives. So they keep intercutting those three perspectives. And I kind of like that. It's, you know, the the plot is actually really good when you consider that the storyline is summarized with a bunch of young Californians trying to get some cash, do and deal some drugs, score money and sex in Las Vegas and generally experience the rush of life. Oh, okay. But it's just, it's really cool the way they did the, the intercutting and stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to go check that one out. What year did that one come out? 99. 99. Okay. Yeah. It was one of those. I feel like I watched uh, a lot with friends like that last summer after high school kind of a thing. Okay. Um, it Doug Li- Lyman Lemon, who did who directed swingers. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. The tagline under the title of go is life begins at 3 a.m. Okay. Um, yeah. I, as it as it did in college, right, right, and that and that may be part of why I like it so much. I may have decided at the time it was perfect for me, you know. So I I have not I didn't even hear that one, so I'll have to go check that out. So okay, very bad things made my list of underrated but awesome. Okay, and then my brother and I were arguing about one just before you called in. Okay. Do you consider Office Space underrated? Um, I will say no, just because I think so many people, if you mention Office Space, people know of it. People mm-hmm. quote it. Um, you know, I, that was the first thing. If uh, I guess I know some obscure stuff, but the first thing when, you know, some stuff happened at work the other day, when the first thing that ran through my head was, that's that's my stapler. That's my stapler. When that was the first thing that popped into my head, to me, that means that's not underrated, but... I don't know. My, who, who was argue, Were you arguing it was underrated or was I was arguing it was underrated. He said it wasn't. My comment was okay. my comment was simply it's not underrated because of who we hang out with and who we know. Well, I guess that's true. That's, 
and that's why it was one of the first ones I took off my list originally when I was just looking at one underrated movie, because I was thinking, you know what, our for our audience, Office Space is not underrated. But if you look at it more globally, I wonder if it is. That was my. Okay. My yeah, I could, I could see that. I could I see that. Stand on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, uh, be- before we wrap up, is Will as excited to go see Star Wars as the rest of us? Can I yes. assume? Thank you. He most definitely is. Okay. We because we went to go see Spectre in that. Um, that prime theater that we're going to go see. Yeah, that's where we saw it. Too. And yeah, we were, I told Sharon about it. Cause sometimes, sometimes she doesn't was vibrating. Yeah. Well, and, and so it, it did that a few times inspector, not a lot, but it did a few times. So I'm just sitting there thinking, what is this going to be like when we go to see star Wars? How about it? Hey, I just want to know. And again, cause I'm a big nerd. Mm-hmm. I want to know if they're just taking the existing soundtrack and routing the sound differently to make it do that, or if movies are starting to now add things for these prime experience theaters, I, it might. Because have you heard about the new? Um, yeah, people who don't live around here are not going to know what this is unless they're doing it in other places too. Have you heard about the new theater at um, Gurney Mills? Gurney Mills is a big mall, outlet mall uh, near where we live, and they have a new theater called the 4DX Theater. Yes, I have heard of this. I was almost going to go get one of the free tickets that they were offering the other day for that one. Is it called In the Heart of the Sea? Yes. The, the whale movie, the one that the story that inspired Moby Dick. Right. I, and apparently it's it's like going to Disney World. It's the, you know, they have the rumble seats, but then they've also got wind. They apparently have mist because obviously it's a, a sea right. movie. That would be a um, cool movie that I saw. I was in a 4D. I I think they even said they had smells, but I don't know if I want smells in a whale movie. Well, they might. I mean, I was in a 4D experience theater at the Henry Ford. No, not the Henry Ford. The Rouge Factory Tour in Michigan. Okay. And you you pick up the bus at the Henry Ford Museum, which is why I thought it was there. They have a 4D viewing space there. And literally, as they take you through the construction of a truck from... Soup to nuts. They start at the beginning where they melt the metal. They had smells pumping in like you were at the forge and they, the room got really hot for a few minutes when you were there. And it was really cool. I don't know that I'd want to watch a full length movie like that. I mean, this was like a 20 minute. Okay. This is how we make death two fifties. Right. And and like at at Disney world, it's, it's like what? 20, 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. A full-length feature film. I'd have to think about that. Oh, I mean, do it. The only I, thing I Ch- picture Chewbacca's Chewbacca's awesome, but do you do you really want to smell Chewbacca? No. Yeah. No, they make way too many references to how bad he smells. I don't want to okay. know that. Yeah, no. And every time I picture 4D theaters, all I picture is the Muppets and the guy throwing fish. Yes. It's all. It, it's my brain goes there. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just. My name is New Zealand. <laughs> I just I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know how to try it. I just don't know. The corn is a puppin' in your face in the 3D. <laughs> Chef, that's not how it works. Any of this works. <laughs> it is now. Uh, the fish are attacking. <laughs> now now I have to go back and watch that movie again. Right? I say that as if I'm disappointed. <laughs> right. Kids will love it. 
Have it's you been a, watching they, the new Muppets? Speaking of they've, TV, they've, been watching they've seen it Muppets? many, many times. They've not seen the Muppet Show. No, actually, I actually haven't watched the new Muppet Show yet. Not terrible. Okay, I, I've heard that it's. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. It's not trying to be too much. Um, I just wish they'd use the old theme song. Yeah. Well, and see, that's the other thing with with the other with the old show being so readily available. You get the option between that and a possibly mediocre new show. I might just go back and watch the old ones because I know those are funny and yeah, you know, it's yeah. got the well, got all the classic stuff in it. I'll watch the new ones at some point, but every time I I read something about it, they're always saying, "Well, it's kind of going downhill," and it's. Uh, I guess they whoever their showrunner was, they fired him halfway yeah, through this did. season, and now he's now they're gonna revamp the whole thing. And there's too many things to watch. It's on the. I actually have an app. That's how sad it is. I have an app to keep track of how many episodes I still have left to watch in a particular show, or when the next one's going to come on. So now, I in all the different lists I have for life, I now have this one that has the added pressure of you're only 92 episodes behind in X Files, <laughs> which I did finish. By the way, not I was not thrilled with the uh, series finale of that one. Yeah, it was okay, but I will watch the other one when it comes out in is it January, February? Yeah. I have to try. It's only hey, six episodes. So. American Crime Story, O.J. Simpson. That's coming out in January or February. Really? Yeah. We referenced, and I forget which movie it was now, um, there was one where one of the producers for the movie was also a producer for... Oh, can I find it real fast? Um Somebody was a producer. Oh, no, here it is. Here it is. Um, Richard P. Rubenstein was one of the producers of The Day of the Dead. Mm. And back in the 70s, 70s or 80s, he produced a show called O.J. Juice on the Loose. (laughs) And And I'm looking at this going, okay, so you produced... Dawn of the Dead, you produced Day of the Dead, you produced Pet Cemetery, you produced Creep Show, and you produced OJ Juice on the Loose. So basically, your niche is killers. Right. <laughs> Things that cause death. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing that when we were going through the Day of the Dead stuff. That's fine. So, well, I will, you know what? One question that I did not ask the other guys because we didn't really have some of this stuff available at that point. Um, I was looking at the list of movies that are coming up for 1986. Mm. Um, and uh, which of these, if, if you can remember any off the top of your head from the list or movies that you know came out in 86, which of these are you most excited for? Well, give me a quick, quick, quick second. I'll see if I can find that list. Cause yeah. I know I can't recall them off the top <clears> of my head. I got. Uh, let's see. In January, and I have a. I have a rough idea. So we're, we'll pull back the curtain a little bit for the uh, for the listeners. Um, I did start to kind of put it together into a possible order that we would end up watching these in. Okay, I got the list. You got it. Highlander is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Short Circuit and Top Gun. Um, there, will be there awesome. can be only one. So exactly. Ferris Bueller. We've already talked about. Mm-hmm. We got to come back to the Karate Kid so I can mistake it for another movie now. Right, you know, you maybe you could do Karate Kid Part Two and you could mistake it for Rocky Five. There you go. Or Creed. Labyrinth will be fun. I haven't seen that in ages. Oh yeah. Flight of the Navigator. 
Howard the Duck, Stand By Me. This is a great year. Yeah, Transformers the movie. I might have to bring my brother as a special guest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I should put that in the underrated movie column. He loves that movie. Transformers the movie. Oh, yeah. He thinks when I, Optimus Prime dies is one of the saddest moments in cinema. I agree. I knew you I would. Cr- I cried as a child when that happened. The color I, think I, also, I think I also cried as an adult the last time I watched it. There you go. You know what? And and what's funny is that was one of the first and only times I remember in a cartoon ever having somebody die. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of cartoons they won't even say the word death. If somebody, I remember in the old uh, Batman animated series that they did in the Mm nineties, they would always say if somebody was dead, they would always say, "Is he?" And then they would stop, and somebody would go, "He's gone," or they'd say something like that. That nobody would ever say the word dead. (laughs) Right. He's dead, Jim. Um, they would never say that he's dead. Right. But I remember when that happened in the Transformers movie, as a kid, I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. No, no, no. Because they come back next week. Like, they don't, you can't kill. That's why Skeletor never dies, because you, no. Right. It doesn't work that way. But apparently it works that way. It did. Yeah, it's going to be a fun year. Gonna... Um, Big Trouble. You know, actually, last year I watched Big Trouble in Little China again because it was oh, on wow. Netflix. Nice. Um, what else we got? We got aliens coming up. That's a good one. Invaders from Mars is another Star good Trek one. Star Trek Four. I can always get behind. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sure Pat's going to be really excited for Raw Deal as long as it's a Schwarzenegger movie. I, I think he'll be right. really happy about that. The oh, Fly. I'm. I'm kind of excited to see the Fly because I haven't seen that one. In a yeah, while. that's another one I saw. God, years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, name of the Ro- there you go. Here's your Sean Connery. The Name of the Rose, a movie that I saw way too young. <laughs> We'll just put it that way. In your diapers, were you? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but in Latin. <laughs> Jehovah starts with an eye. But in Latin, John starts with an eye. Yes. Um, and you know what? Three Amigos. In fact, Three Amigos, I had started wow. to list everything out by month, like what right. month it came out. And I'm like, well, we can't do this because there's only one movie in January. So, right. You know. June is like seven. Right. So I, I, I adjusted a few things and I'm looking at Three Amigos. It came out in December of 86. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just watched a clip of Three Amigos on Netflix or on uh, YouTube. And I was just almost crying. It was the uh, it was the scene when they're in the cantina and they do the My Little Buttercup. Yes. And so I watched that. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. We're doing that one in January. So I, I moved that I, one up. I, I was like, no, no, no. I cannot wait an entire year to watch this movie again. It's getting moved up to January right now. Good to know, I'll- I'll start looking for it right now because mm-hmm. that's one Don I'll watch with me. Yeah. So, are there, uh, and, and before we go, are there any movies, any new movies? Because we are going to incorporate a few new movies into our rotation here. Are there any new ones coming up next year? Because there's a ridiculous amount of good movies well, coming up next year. Well, the one year. that's coming up, obviously, is Star Wars. We're going to have to. Exactly. That. We'll, we'll do that one, even if we can't. Even if we can't get together in person, I think we'll do a hangout. I am not as good at paying attention to what's coming up, so I'm I'm pretty bad at that. Okay, well, I got I, I put a few in the list here. I got uh, in February. There's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I thought that one could be kind of interesting, a good date movie, if you will. Right. Um, the Deadpool looks like it's going to be funny. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yes, yes, yes. That yes. one's coming up in February. the The big one. So my big thing after uh, after Star Wars is going to be March. Will be Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yeah, that one I'm intrigued with. The whole mm-hmm. Batman v Superman thing is always strange to me. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. the The new trailer came out yesterday, and I'm I, I think I feel the Sharon's first question was, "So how did this trailer make you feel?" 
It was yeah. kind of like being at the psychologist. Because <laughs> after each one comes out, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm never going to see this movie. And then another one comes out. And I'm like, oh, you know, actually, that I might have to see that. That might have restored my faith. And, the, and then another one comes out. What are they doing? <laughs> What's wrong with these people? And then another one comes out. Oh, well, that was, that was good. So I, with this last one, I, it was kind of a mix of both. It was like for the first two minutes, I'm like, ooh, oh, hey, I like it. And then towards the end, I was like, uh, that's weird. So I don't know. I'm just going to I'm going to shut my mouth, wait till March, and I'll go see it. And we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, May of next year, we've got Captain America Civil War. That should be a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. See, you're bringing up all these ones that I'm excited about. I just forget about these things. Yeah. Same month, I, we have uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Ooh. Uh, supposedly, in June of next year, we have the Independence Day sequel we've all been waiting for. Oh, I, <laughs> there's nothing even cautiously optimistic about that. No. Well, welcome to Earth. Yeah. Um, or welcome back to Earth, I guess. I guess. Um, and then in July, one of the, I don't remember which one, but one of the Ghostbusters movies. They had that one that was the all-female cast, and they had that other one that was going to be the, I don't know what cast. Uh, One of them. One of them is coming out in July. Both of those scare me a little. Uh, How does Star Trek Beyond make you feel? Intrigued at best at the moment. That's also a July. Yeah, I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad they're trying. Between that and this new TV show, we're just going to have to see. I was kind of, you know, actually, I, I think I might be a little bit more excited about the TV show than I am the... Yeah, I'm just not excited about the delivery structure. Yeah. I'm kind of old school. I yeah. like stuff on no. my TV. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, then we got, let's see, Suicide Suicide Squad. That looks like kind of a fun one. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah. So that one might be interesting. Then I saw, and I I have not seen anything else on this, so I'm I gotta look at a few other things just to see. But um, I saw that in September of this next year, they're doing a Magnificent Seven remake. Yeah, I saw something about it. And I was like, hmm, I have to look at it further. And I want to say that it was being written or directed or something by Kevin Smith. Yeah, I don't I, know if that's right. So it's past my knowledge of it. It has crossed I, my radar, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, and then finally in December of next year, because we, you know, we're we're all crack addicts and we need our Star Wars once a year now. Uh Star Wars Rogue One will be next December. That I'm excited about though. Yeah. That'll be cool. So I, I kind of have a feeling that, you know, I, and that's kind of what I hope is that we don't end up getting like Star Wars overload. No. I don't think I don't think you can, but well I think we'll, they're we'll starting strong to see how it goes and we'll yeah. see. We'll put it this way. I don't think I can get Star Wars Overload. Well, no. I have been told by other people. But I think the world can. Right. And if it doesn't make money, they won't make any more. So it will make money. Let's take it easy. It's already. What is it now? Well, the last time I looked and that was several weeks ago, it's already made 50 million and the movie's not even out yet. Well, yeah, that's true. You know, a little chump change like that. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode in which we got to know, and I feel like we know you a little bit better now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all those those two guys in Japan and the one guy in Russia and and that one guy in Ireland that's, that's you know, sitting there listening to his podcasts and, you know, dancing his little jig. And I'm sorry, I, I'm not trying to insult the one Irish guy that we have listening. I was but say, <laughs> we shouldn't insult the four listeners we have. 
Hey, hey, I'm part Irish, so I feel like I and some of my best friends are Irish, so I feel like I can say that. Yeah, because that makes it okay. It does. It does. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything else. I said some of my best friends are Irish, <laughs> and I'm also part Irish. There you go. I might also be part Native American, but that's a whole other. Ah, you're just a butt, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm like one two hundred and fifty sixth or something oh. like that. Did I get you any casino money? I mean, no, 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 no. I, I actually tried to. I, I was going to look into see if it got me any scholarships, and yeah, oh, there you go. Apparently not. Apparently not. There actually has to be, you know, some of it still in your blood. To yeah, well, you know, yes. you get a paper cut, and my Native American DNA is pretty much gone. <sighs> All right. Well, on that note, on that note, this is not a Dances with Wolves episode. So, on that note, we're we're going to leave that. Um, we are going. You know what? I don't know what movie we're doing first next time. So, I will just leave it at. You can join us all next time when we take a look at our next set of movies. Um, you can also find us. There are many different places you can find us. Um, I won't give you our real addresses because that would be creepy. But you can find us online uh, by going to our voicemail line. That's eight seven two three five movie. That's 872-356-6843. You could have a, head over to our crowdfunding page, The 30 Podcast. That's the-30podcast.podbean.com. If you click on the Be My Patron link, that gives you an opportunity to donate to the show if you like what you're hearing. Um, we thank you so much for listening um, and downloading and, and joining us each time. Uh, we would also love it if you would go over to iTunes or Stitcher or the Satchel podcast app or wherever you get your podcast. Um, and if you would leave us a rating uh, or let others know about the show if you're enjoying what you're hearing. Uh, if you're not enjoying the show, then go find something else. Um, and you don't need to tell people about us unless you want to say good things about us. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are at 30 podcast. That's at three zero podcast. Facebook is facebook.com slash 30 podcast. And I neglected and I actually kind of forgot we had an email account, but some people are more comfortable using email than going to Facebook or Twitter. So we do actually have an email. It is 30 podcast three zero podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any comments, if you have any suggestions for movies for us to take a look at, um, if you, I don't know if you, if you just want to heap praises upon us as amazing hosts and co-hosts and all of that, feel free to do that as well. Um, yeah, I, go ahead. Make my day. Um, we have all those different ways that you can get in touch with us, but we just are glad that you are here and that you are listening and that you are enjoying our show. Um, so we will be back next time. I think our December movies uh, we are taking a look at are going to be Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, Weird Science, and National Lampoon's European Vacation. We will also try to do a show on The Force Awakens. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get that done maybe within the first few days after it comes out so we can get that done pretty quickly and get that out there. Uh, our Christmas gift to you, unless you don't celebrate Christmas, and then it's our holiday gift to Kwanzaa. you. Or, or Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. Mm -hmm. um, our gift to you, tis the season. Um so we will try to get that out at some point. I want to tell you very, very quickly, and I will probably mention this again when we do the actual Pee Wee podcast. I was checking that out from the library the other day, and the lady at the library was quite a bit older. And I thought, oh, she's going to think I'm some nerdy kid checking out you know, weird science and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. She, she runs them through the scanner, and then she puts them on the table, and she goes, oh, my God, I love Pee Wee. I love this movie. Oh, this was my favorite movie. I, oh, he's so funny. It's such a shame what happened. Such a shame. Like, uh, oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a shame. 
Did you know he's coming out with a new movie? Oh, he's coming out with a new. Oh my, where can I find it? Um, I, I think it's just going to be on Netflix. Ah, I got I got to get the Netflix now. Gotta get the Netflix. Guest, uh, guest host. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get right on that. So she might have been a little bit too excited about uh, yeah about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But hey, aren't we all? Exactly. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us, and thank you, Bo. Thank you. All right. We will see you all next time.